You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. You got your Bibles. If you don't, no worries. We got it on the screen. Um, We're going to be in Matthew chapter 21, verse 6 through 9, and I'll go ahead and read it. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. Excuse me. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others out cut branches from the trees and spread them on the ground. The crowds that went ahead of him and those followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. We're going to fast forward uh, just a couple chapters and then we're going to end with our text, Matthew chapter 26 and verse 39. He, he being Jesus, went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. I love that. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. This morning in our final installment of the Fantastic Four, I want to talk to you from the subject, make your mark. Make your mark. Come on, turn to your neighbor, tell him, make your mark. Turn to your second choice, say with a little more attitude, make your mark. Come on. I love it. I love my little Caucasian church. Let's pray. Y'all are crazy. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this place already, God. I thank you, Father, for the chains that you're breaking, the chains that have been broken. God, I thank you that you're, you're giving us a holy swagger, Father, a holy swagger to pursue what you've called us to do. God, I pray right now that you would speak through me, God, each person in this place, God, they're going through something specifically. God, there's no way that I could speak to, but Holy Spirit, I know that you can. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak through me. You know what we need to hear. God, let us eat the the meat, spit out the bones. We love you so much. God, we want to leave changed, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change our world. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen. As we journey through life, we're we're all marked by people who have made a difference in our lives. True statement. We've all been been marked by people who have made a difference in our lives. However, I think the people that, that really have made the biggest difference in our lives are the people that have change the way that we do things from that point going forward. For example, I remember I never used to, I never used to religiously down mint um, at church until one day I was praying for someone. And after I finished praying, they said something along the lines, and I'm, I'm kind of sugarcoating it, but they said, your breath stinks. 
Ever since that moment, I was marked. So I carry mints. In fact, we have someone here that brings me, every Sunday brings me mints. And I empty them in my pocket. And before I, if you ever see me turn around before the countdown, I'm, I'm, I'm stuffing. Because I was marked, someone made a difference in my life. I remember <laughs> the biggest, one of, one of those difference makers that, that really happened in my life. And if this is your first time here, I just want to apologize. I am the pastor of TMI. You know what I'm saying? And, and so you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. We hope you love it. But uh, uh, I remember the, the day when someone made a difference in my life and the way that I used the public restroom. Y'all ready? <laughs> We're going to go down this road. And uh, so, so I, I remember I was, in, uh, I was at seminary. I was at Bible college in Dallas, Dallas Texas. And um, for those of you that have never been to seminary, here, here's the deal. Basically, the holier that you look, the better you, off you are. You know what I'm saying? Although the most holy people at my seminary got kicked out. So... Um, anyways, that's another story. So, so here I am, I'm, I'm at seminary and I am, um, I, I, it's, it's morning every morning before, uh, before we have chapel every morning. And so I, I went this particular morning, I went to breakfast and I had my usual, uh, my eggs and, and my bacon and, um, my chicken fried steak and my great, I should have stopped with the eggs and bacon. It sounds better. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm eating and I'm eating fast. You guys ever eat just because you're rushing? Rushing. <laughs> you ain't no rushing, but you're rushing. And, um, and so I'm rushing, right? I'm rushing, I'm eating. And um, uh, my, my, I got stomach issues as it is. And, and so, um, so I, I go to our, 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 our chapel. It's very similar to this. And, and we, we come together and and we just worship, and, and then we have like a little devotion. But anyways, uh, again, because we're at seminary, the more holy people, they stand in the front of the stage, right? So, so the holier you are, the closer you're, you're, you're at the stage, you know? And so, um, so because like that's just kind of what we do, I, I remember going all the way up to the front. And I'm with my buddies, my homies, and, and we're just worshiping. Like good Christian boys. And we're just, we're really getting into it, right? Like, we're, like you, it, the, the more that you're just, you're just more holy the more that you move. And so, so we're like, we're up front, me and my, my roommates, and we're just like doing our thing, and I'm getting somewhere, I promise. And, um, and all of a sudden, like, here I am, I'm just, I'm like in it, right? And then all of a sudden, my stomach does that. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, it hurts. I try to ignore it, but then all of a sudden, it's like nature is calling. And so, like, I, I dash to the bathroom, right? Fast forward, I'm done using the bathroom, and uh, I'm trying to, like, cover my tracks. I don't want anyone to know. 
that I went to the restroom. And so I remember coming out. It, it was kind of like a side door. Like I hope it doesn't feedback. I, I come out the side door like this, and, and I knew I had to play it off. So as soon as I walked out, I was like, <laughs> praising Jesus. And, and I walk all the way up to the front of the stage, and they're still in worship. And, I'll, and, and, and so I just, I just started engaging. As I'm standing there, I feel someone tap on my, my shoulder. I'm like, Jesus? And no, I'm just kidding, I didn't. <laughs> I look over, and it's my friend, Terilyn. And she, she leans over. She's like, hey. I'm like, what? I'm busy. Jesus, he's speaking to me. She said, She said, she said, you have toilet paper hanging out of your pants. <laughs> this thing's hanging out like, like I got it. I walked from the middle of the auditorium down to the stage acting a fool. Praising Jesus with my little thing flopping around in the back. I kid you not, that jacked me up from that moment on. Anytime I use the public restroom, I stand in front of the mirror. <laughs> To make sure that I don't have anything hanging out. She made a difference in my life. So much so that she forever marked me with that little whisper in the ear. He, see, here, here's what, what I, I just, I say all that to say. We all want to make a difference in someone's life. We all want to, we all want to have that impact of forever changing someone's life. For, to, to always want, we, we have this desire. In fact, I believe that we are wired to make a difference. There is something innate inside of us that, that desires to want to make a difference. In fact, on the, uh, the Harvard, Harvard Law, they, they um, linked to some posts, that, um, that, uh, studies that were done uh, of little kids, um, of, of this idea, reinforcing this idea that you were born with the desire to make a difference. <clears throat> Excuse me, they did a study with, with, with adult, adults uh, carrying things in their hands around little kids, and they would purposely drop an item. And without even thinking, the little kids would go to that object that was dropped, 
grab it and offer it back up to that, uh, that person that dropped it. And they did this uh, child after child, kid after kid, and, and, and they came up with this conclusion that there is something inside of us that we're wired to want to make a difference. We're, we're, there's something inside of us that, that, that wants to help others. Come on, there is something inside of you that you desire and you long to make your mark in someone's life. It's in each and every one of us. However, what I would say to that is, is if, if there is this desire to make a difference, then the mortal enemy, the, 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 the mortal uh, yeah, enemy to making a difference is this, minding my business. See, if making a difference was all about being outward focused, then minding my business is all about me. It's all about what I want. It's about what I desire. It's about what I long for. And this, this idea of wanting to make a difference is battling with this idea of wanting to mind my own business. See, really, I, I think that the, the, the two... Um, the two things that really um, help us with wanting to mind our own business, it comes down to these two words, comfortability and convenience. See, I think we all, again, we all long and desire to want to make a difference. We all long and desire to, uh, to want to make an impact in someone's life. But that moment that it messes with our comfortability the moment that it messes with our convenience. That's the deciding factor for a lot of us, whether or not we go through with making a difference or if we just stick with minding our own business. See, in the series of the Fantastic Four, it all, all four weeks, all three weeks, excuse me, have led to today. It's led to today. We... Week one was know God. Well, guess what? We want to know God. God wants us to know him so that we can make a difference. Week two was finding freedom. And God wants us to find freedom so that we can make a difference. Last week, we talked about discovering your purpose. Guess what? God wants us to discover our purpose so that we can make a difference. And it all leads to this idea of wanting to make a difference. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, but in, in, here's, here's kind of my question that I want to ask you this morning. As how do we get to that place? Or how do we push, excuse me, how do we push past that place? When minding my own business seems way more enticing than making a difference? See, that's the question. How do we push past minding my own business 
so that we can make a difference. I think Jesus, he displayed this, or or we see him in this tension of making a difference and minding my own business. This idea of what he has to do. In our story that we read at the very beginning of Palm Sunday, excuse me, it's known as the triumphal entry. And uh, Jesus, he, he finds himself, as I was reading this, it, it seems as if he finds himself in this little predicament, this little um, quarry of, of, of what to do. At least in, in my mind, I'd be having issues because here, here's what's happening, here's what's going on, is, is Jesus, he, he, he's making his entryway. This is the lead up to him dying and uh, dying on the cross. And, and, and so here he is. Here's Jesus. And, and, and it's amazing what's taking place because uh, they're, 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 really, they're really just celebrating Jesus. Here's Jesus. He's riding into town on a donkey that has never been written on before. We have people, as he's walking through the town singing, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Which really is is this idea of our Savior is here. They're they're laying their their garments on on the ground and, and, and really... That's the whole reason they did this is because of, of, of royalty and kings. And, and, and when they do that, it's a, it's a sign of, 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 wow, there's our king. And so whenever kings would come, people would lay down their clothes on, on the road. They, some people were laying down uh, branches uh, palm branches on the ground, and some were, some were waving in the, in the air like they just don't care. <clears throat> and I was looking that up a little bit, and it was really, it was a sign that when they, when they do that, it was a sign of like, of, of, ed, ed, um, of, of saying that, hey, there's our, our leader. This is going to be our leader that's going to free us from the Roman oppression, and so they're looking at him, they're like, hey, there is our revolt leader. And, and so I want you to picture this because I'm, I'm a very mental person. Like I, when I read the Bible, there's, it's just how I, how I, just imagine Jesus. He's riding on his donkey, right, in town. I don't know how, do, 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 like, I don't know. And he's riding. And as he's walking, they're, 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 they're waving the palm branches, and then they're saying, they're waving at us, saying, hey, there's our revolt leader. He's going to free us. They're, they're, they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. This is the guy that's going to, to free. Like, if I'm Jesus, I'm, I'm sitting on that donkey like, yeah. This is awesome. 
If I'm Je- they, they begin to lay their clothes on the floor in Jesus. They're like, if I'm Jesus, I'm like, oh, man, they think I'm a king. And, 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 and if I'm Jesus, I'm riding through town, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because if I'm Jesus, I'm thinking, man, this is all for me. And then if this was me, the next thing that I would be thinking would be like, wow, this is way better than dying on the cross. Like this, I can get used to this. This is kind of nice. Like, could you imagine if we read in the text that as Jesus got on the donkey, like, he was like, he changed his mind. He's like, I know that I have a purpose to make a difference, but this is way better. And could you imagine if you were reading the story in the text and it said, and Jesus rode off into the sunset. But I'm so glad that Jesus understood that he had a purpose. And I'm so glad that in Jesus' purpose, that he knew that his purpose was to make a difference. And in his desire and understanding of knowing that he was called to make a difference, I'm so glad that Jesus understood that his purpose was never to be celebrated on the back of a donkey, but rather on the back of a wooden cross. And so here's what you got to, what I really want you to understand is that Jesus, he had to move past mind my business, so about me, and he had to move over to this idea of make a difference. And so at some point, Jesus had had to think, I need to get off this donkey so that I can finally fulfill my purpose and make a difference. I was thinking about that when I was looking at this passage, and it was just amazing to me. Because this is the heart of God for our lives. Is that we can get to that place where even though that even though we're comfortable, even though we're 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 living within, within the comfortability of what we like that we would understand that we were not called to be celebrated on the back in the comfortability of a ride of a donkey. Come on, somebody. But rather, he's called us to hop off the donkey and to be willing to pick up our cross and fulfill our purpose no matter what it is because we're called to make a difference. We're called to make a difference. This idea that Jesus would, 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 would jump off, would, would get off from this parade because he was so intentional with wanting to make a difference. He was so intentional and he had such a great desire to forever change our lives. 
Well, this morning, I want you to know that, that we're called. We're called to make a difference. Despite the comfortability and the convenience of it all. And if Jesus modeled it for us, that we can live it. And so, in closing this morning, I want to fast forward to that verse that we read. And we find ourselves in the in-between. The A few days have passed since Jesus, since he was on the back of the donkey. And, and we're fast forwarding a little bit. And, and now he's, he, he's not yet at the cross, but he's, he's in the in-between. And, uh, and he's, he, he's praying, um, he, he, he's praying in, in this moment of when he's praying, I believe this is really where we, we see, we understand how we move from mind my business to make a difference. And so I'll read that, that verse again. Matthew 26, he went on a little farther and he bowed his face to the ground praying, my father, if it is possible, let the cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. So these are for your note takers. How do I move from my, my business to make a difference? Number one, source over situation. Source over situation. <clears throat> Jesus, he acknowledges two things in this one verse. He acknowledges two things. The first thing he acknowledges is his source. His, his face hit the ground and he said, My father. The first, he, Jesus understood where his source was coming from. And the second thing that Jesus acknowledged that we see in this verse is that he acknowledged his situation. Which really, for some of us, depending on how you grew up, if you grew up in church, like, that's kind of a shocker that he would even acknowledge his situation. See, I was raised in, in the type of church where it was like, don't speak it. Don't speak your situation. Which I, I get that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I, I get that. But it's interesting to me that Jesus, the Son of God, who really is God, how he acknowledged not just his source, but he also acknowledged his situation. And his situation was this, this cup of suffering. He was like, don't, I don't want, if there's any way, God, where I don't have to do this, if there's any way where I don't have to, drink from this cup, if there's any way that I don't have to have to die on the cross I'm okay with that remember the donkey ride like I'm down like I'm okay with that 
He acknowledged his source. He acknowledged his situation. And I think that this is crucial if, if you and I are, if we're gonna move from mind my business to make a difference. Because the gap, one of the gaps we, we looked at uh, was, was comfortability and, and convenience. But here, here's the other one, and this is the one that I think that a lot of us, we, we struggle with, myself too. Is that from moving from mind my own business to make a difference is this this thing, this gap in between of can I really even do it? Can I really even make a difference? Can I really be part of change? Can I really, have you ever done that? I remember when God said, we're starting a church. I was like, God, really? I was 29, 28. Man, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I, re I remember thinking, God, like really, there's no way I can do this. There's no way that I can really make a difference. There's no way that I can really start this church and, and, and I don't know but, but I, I, here, here's what I do want I want to back up that God he's created you with a purpose and whatever that purpose is as we talked about last week he's given you the gifts the talents the passions that align with how he's wired you and, and, and so he, here's what I love is that that that, that with, with this idea of of God, I'm just, I'm, I can't do this. I can't, I can't live up to the purpose that you have for me. I can't make this difference. I can't make a difference in someone's life. Here's, here's the point. Is that at, at some point, if you are wanting to finally make a difference, you have to understand the source is greater than your situation. You got to understand that the source, God, is greater than any hesitancy that you might deal, be dealing with. Any reason that you might talk your way out of it. He, because if he's called you, he's equipped you. Here's how I've been living since we started the church. God, if I step out, you better show up. And guess what? Every time I step out, God shows up. It might not be the way that I want him to show up, but he shows up. Come on, you got to know your source is greater than your situation. It's greater than the way you think. You can make a difference in someone's life because the source is greater than the situation. And here's number two. So the first one is, is, is the way that we think. Second one is what you want. And here, here's the fill in the blank. Creator over creation. <clears throat> Creator over, one of my greatest joys is seeing parents trying to regulate their kids in public. Like I love it. Cause I, I like, I'm making bets with my wife. Like I, I bet you the kid owns this one. <laughs> like I love it. I don't know why. 
It's just it's it's interesting seeing how seeing if the kid's going to win or if the parents gonna win. My son, he was acting up at the store the other day. And uh, he was he just wasn't chilling, you know. Like, he 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 was just like he wanted something. We said no, and then he he started to have like a fit in public. I don't care for in Sonoma County, like I I said, Eli, stop. And he kept doing it. I said, Eli, stop. That was that's grace right there. I think as a parent, you like you are able to show your kids grace as God shows us grace and the Father's love. And then third time, I was like, all right. I got down, I did my dad kneel stands, right? I said, Eli, look at me. I said, I brought you into this world. If you don't listen, I'm gonna take you out. What do you say? He said, yes, daddy. Listen, at some point you got to know that the creator is greater than the creation. At some point in life, you have to understand that if God created you, he has a greater say into your life than what you desire, than what you want, than how you feel. creator over creation. You got to have the tiebreaker. You got to have that ultimate tiebreaker in your life. That one that tips the scale. I think for a lot of us, myself included, is, is I get this wrong sometimes. And I try to tell God what I want and what I think he's called me to do. And like what I said last week, his gifts are good, pleasing, and perfect. Like he he knows, he knows how he's wired you. And he might stretch you a little bit, but you, Have you ever just been like stretched and then you realize, oh my gosh, I really enjoy doing that. Like, I feel like for some of us, man, if we just, if we just stick through the stretch, he might uncover something that we really enjoy. Guys, I'm just, I'm so passionate about this because when we started this church, we, we didn't wanna be a church that was just focused on us. Right? We, we don't want to just be a church where we come and sing kumbaya, get a little huddle. Jesus, please come back. This is such an evil world. But like he's called us to make a difference. He's called us, he's called us to make a difference. He's called us to make our mark in someone's life. And so I want to encourage you and challenge you today that you're called to make a difference. But you gotta get out of mind my business. The, the mindset of minding your own business will, will prevent you from ever to making a difference. 
Could we stand and we're going to pray and we're going to we're going to end. And I think there's two ways really that, that we are all able to make a difference individually. And so I think that you individually have what it takes to make a difference in your workplace, in your family. But then I also think that we're also called as a church to make a difference corporately. And so I would ask you to, to just really ask God, God, how can I make a difference? How can I make a difference? What I love about God is that if you ask him, he'll respond. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.